This is the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, episode number 152. Welcome to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthy lifestyle. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to get your veg on. Hey there, Veg Zeners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen. My name is Vicki. And this is Larissa. In today's episode of the Vegetarian Zen podcast, we're going to be discussing the dreaded M word. Is it really dreaded? A lot of people dread it. All right. And I think, is... I think as many men dread this word as women. It's not men. No. <laughs> it is menopause. And do you think it's fair to say that, that men dread this as well? Mm, no, yeah. I, well, men that are with women, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, <laughs> maybe that's true. Uh huh. And uh, so I wanted to give a special shout out before we uh, get into it to my dearest friend, Sarah Squidward Rogers. Squiddy. <laughs> she is the one who actually gave us this idea by leaving a comment in our peas and carrot society, which is our closed Facebook group, and she thought this would be a good topic for us to discuss. And while neither Larissa nor I are actually there yet, I think we're getting there. Getting there. <laughs> getting there. Getting and there. Um, this is going to be an interesting household. Yeah. When it gets yeah. to that point. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, today we're going to be discussing some natural alternatives to the hormone replacement therapy that is regularly prescribed by doctors. But like we do with any of these podcasts, disclaimer, never, ever try anything uh, without talking to your doctor about it first, mm-hmm. it's really important because he or she might really be able to give you some good direction specific mm-hmm. to your body and any health issues you're dealing with. So uh, these are ju- these are some things that when we do get there, I will definitely be talking to my doctor and I know mm-hmm. Larissa will as well before we do anything ourselves. Well, and the good thing about the things that we'll be talking about today is that there's nothing, we're not talking about any supplements or anything like that or any herbs that may, you know, not be good for everybody we're basically just talking about foods and um i mean it's foods that we eat now anyway so yeah i guess all i'm saying is you know don't quit anything your doctor gave you without checking or getting a second opinion Mm -hmm. i'm not saying everything a doctor says is necessarily correct either but i'm just saying you definitely want to don't just listen to any joe schmo on the on a podcast and (laughs) and take your medical advice from there yeah okay all right but first we have a rating we do this is from the uk from uh march 28th of 2016 from daniel gavin who says 100 percent veggie and Daniel says, vegetarian zen, what can I say? Simply 100% veggie. I recently stumbled upon your podcast. I'm glad I did. I listened to a few shows. Now I'm hooked. You are both now a daily part of my life. I am at podcast 50, so I do have to listen to a lot to catch up. But I think your shows are very educational for be- beginners and people alike. Also funny and easy listening. I'm almost vegan, still finding challenges as I go. Your show has helped me on my journey to health, to health, filling me with inspiration and happiness. For that, I thank you. You're both simply amazing. Keep up the good work. That is awesome. Thank you so much, Daniel. We really appreciate you taking the time 
to head out to iTunes and leave us a rating. That helps people find us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just love the fact that we have so many listeners outside the U.S. I love all of our U.S. listeners, of course, but we also have a lot of listeners in the U.K. and in Australia and New Zealand, and we have some in Canada and other places. And I just love that we're so diverse. You know, that's a great point. And this is one of the things I love about podcasting personally is the ability to connect with people way across the globe and uh, you know what we should do just for fun so people can see we should remember that graphic we had Mm -hmm. that I used for uh, uh, my speech where Mm -hmm. we showed the different countries that we were downloading we should show that we should that's really interesting I mean that's not a bragging thing it's just really cool you know yeah it is to see how many places we you know can reach out and tickle people's ears yeah it's well but i mean it's like for me it's not a bragging thing it's about connection and it just makes you feel connected to people that you may never even have the opportunity to meet someday Mm -hmm. so it's really cool yeah all right well i I guess on that note thank you thank you thank you everyone who Mm -hmm. plugs us in every week to to listen to us we really appreciate it yeah absolutely okay are we ready to get into the m word sure all right all right so what are women more at risk at as a result of a decrease in estrogen after menopause? And I think this is something that all women are concerned with, right? This is, do you right. take supplements? Do you not take supplements? You know, you hear right. back and forth on this stuff. So what, what are women more at risk? Well, at and for? I mean, you made a really good point by saying that this, this part of this at least is um, for every woman. If you're a woman, you're going to have to deal with, with this at some point. And if you're a young woman, you know what? It gets here faster than you think. Yes, it does. <laughs> uh, so don't be laughing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, all right. So some of the things that um, women are more at risk for, as you mentioned, as estrogen decreases are our heart disease, osteoporosis, high blood pressure, weight gain, breast cancer. And this, these are uh, the major ones. And I'm sure there are other things as well. Okay, so to combat this, this is why women get placed on hormone repl- uh, hormone therapy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the HRT hormone replacement is what, therapy, yeah, right. what they what what it's called. But there's some controversy around that. Controversy <laughs> around that, right? Yeah, exactly. And so, without going into all the details right here, because it's very, very. Um, long. Uh, but I will, as I always do, I'll put the links to these articles and the studies in the show notes. But uh, so without going into a lot of little details, um, there have been some long term studies in the past uh, that have shown that HRT can increase risks of some health problems increase risk some of the same things that you're yes <laughs> trying to exactly. eliminate like breast cancer heart disease and then also strokes and potentially blood clots right exactly uh so a couple of these were the women's health initiative which was a, a study that was actually ended in 2002 and it was cut off and as far as i understand it the funding was cut off um three years early which is really unfortunate, you know, because what this study was was doing was looking at es- the uh, estrogen replacement, the hormone right, over replacement time. therapy, yes. and uh, But it was cut off three years early. Mm. But there was also another uh, study that also, I believe, ended in 2002, just ended. Uh, but And I think this one was an eight-year-long study 
so it would have started in the 90s, uh, called the Heart and Estrogen slash Progestin Replacement Study. And that is another one that kind of backs up some of these claims that HRT can the okay, let me let me say, because technically, any replace any um, thing that you're doing, whether it's plant based, like we're going to talk about or the things that you get from your doctor is considered hormone replacement therapy. Okay, right. So but we're talking about the the Premarin and there's a there's a couple different brands, Mm -hmm. but uh, Premarin is one we'll talk about in a minute. So this is what they were testing specifically women that were on this. Yes. Okay. Yes. Versus women who weren't and you know, then doing tests on on increased risk for these things. So um these can also increase or may increase the risk of dementia, uterine cancer, and ovarian cancer, which, I mean, none of those are good. I mean, you know, of course, that's that's a dumb thing to say. None of those are good. <laughs> you don't want that. <laughs> but my, well, I guess my point is you don't want to take something that is going to increase your risk if you're already at risk for something like this. Gotcha. So right. if you're if ovarian cancer already runs in your family, mm-hmm. you really have to pay attention to this, mm-hmm. which it does in mine mm-hmm. or uterine cancer. Right, right. Um, what else? Uh, There's a few other things it can cause, right? Yeah. So these um, medications cannot may also cause high blood pressure, gallstones, vaginal bleeding, nausea, weight gain, breast tenderness, skin discolorations, headaches, and depression. And again, I mean, if you're already dealing with things like this from menopause, I was going to say, you want to just compound yeah, it. Yeah. You know, if you're already anxious or, or depressed, um, because or weight or, yeah, you don't mm-hmm. want to make it worse. All right. So objections from a vegan standpoint, there's a big one. Yes. Um, so this has to do with that, the HRT, the replacement that I mentioned earlier, Premarin and, what Premarin is, is a commonly prescribed estrogen drug. It's a, a replacement drug that's made by Wyeth Pharmaceuticals. And while it's sometimes described, and I don't, I mean, I could see why it would be described this way, although it's icky. Um, <laughs> do- sometimes you'll hear doctors describe this Premarin as natural for women, but it's, while it may be kind of natural and in that it's not synthetic, so it's not made in like created in a laboratory, um, it's actually made from horse urine. Yeah. And actually the trade name Premarin is is really uh, a condensation of the word pregnant mares. Right. 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 Pregnant mare urine. Yeah. <laughs> As, which is like, yeah. Th- th- I mean, that's like the grossest thing. I mean, so Premarin... I'm not going to get into the details of how they do it. And and because we don't, you know, I mean, if, if you want to research it on your own, it's very easy to find out how they get this, but, but essentially that's the controversy, right? Yeah. It's from a vegan standpoint, it's really, it may be natural in the sense that it's not synthetic, but it Mm -hmm. still comes from an animal. Right. And the other thing, so that's the vegan controversy about it. The other controversy about it, whether you're vegan or not, is uh, that it, while it does contain 
uh, estradiol and estrone, which are two types of estrogen that humans actually do make. It also contains a really, really large amount, as you can imagine, of equiline, which is horse estrogen, which obviously we don't make unless we're part horse. And I've never met anyone who was part (laughs) horse. So needless to say, that's not something that is naturally made in human bodies. Yeah, you've got to think that's just not what we were. No, it's one of those things you just weren't we weren't intended to have. (laughs) Right, right. It's like cloning. It's not that's it's just not intended to be, you know, you're an animal is an animal. You're not supposed to make a copy, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So if you don't want to do HRT, which I can completely imagine myself when I get to this point, having this conversation with my doctor, what are some, what are some alternatives? Okay. Well, and that's a good, that's a good point about the conversation. Um, if you don't want to, or if you can't, I can't because I have a clotting disorder. And I can't. That's a, it's the same reason I could never have taken birth control pills because I have a clotting disorder, and the uh, estrogen supplements can affect clotting and right. cause clots. And I don't need that, you know. Well, and luckily, you don't need birth control pills. Right no, now I don't. <laughs> uh, no, not at all. Um, but you know, I mean, sometimes birth control pills are prescribed for like heavy periods, yeah, regular yeah. periods, and mm-hmm. everything. And I couldn't, I, I can't take them. Um, so, all right. So, what are some options? All right, some options. Then let's get to the good stuff here. Phytoestrogens. And now I believe that we talked about phytoestrogens back in our episode about soy. We did. I remember talking about that. I don't remember that episode number, but it'll be linked in the show notes. Um, But yes, because that's a big controversy with a lot of people with soy is because it contains phytoestrogens. Now, these are natural in plants. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So a phytoestrogen is a naturally occurring plant nutrient that produces an effect on the human body that is similar to our estrogen, which is actually kind of cool, right? When you think about it. Mm -hmm. I mean, that there's there are things in nature that even though they have nothing to do with us, they're still um, compatible. Right. Compatible. That's what we naturally produce. Yeah. So... Uh, The two main classes of phytonutrients that have estrogen-like properties are called isoflavonoids or isoflavones and lignans. And these are found in a variety of different foods that we'll talk about. So these phytonutrients are converted by beneficial bacteria that's in our digestive tract. And those are called a flora. If you, you hear mm-hmm. about uh, digestive flora, that's right. the good stuff, right? So the uh, these phytonutrients, the isoflavonoids and the lignans, are converted by beneficial bacteria t- into compounds that have estrogen, that are similar to estrogen. All right. And just a note, to derive the most benefit from these phytonutrients, the good intestinal bacteria, the flora, must be in, in a healthy balance. Mm-hmm. So if you've already got some issues going on there mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> it, you, it has to be in a healthy balance oh, i take probiotics daily yeah, I do too. yeah you do too yeah. Right? yeah in fact you know it's really interesting um you were asking me this morning this is just a little a little bit off topic here but um you were asking me this morning about why i had all those little bottles of iron mm-hmm. uh and 
they're actually they're actually samples. And when I saw my hematologist, she gave me two different sets of samples, two different medications um, that are both iron supplements. And she said, okay, you know, try both of them and see the difference. The one that I'm about to start, that one that I still have all the little bottles, um, it's it contains a probiotic. Oh, that's good. So, yeah, so that'll be interesting because it's that's supposed to help with iron absorption too. So I guess when I take that one, I'll have to stop taking. The, the other probiotic for a while. But anyway, a um, little off topic, but... No, that's okay. And just a, just another little side note there. If you are looking into taking probiotics, make sure you do your research. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are They are not all created the same. There are some they're going to try to... I would not... I would just make sure to, to be doing research on that before right, you do definitely. that. All right. So phytoestrogens are found in literally hundreds of plants, right? And mm-hmm. let's, let's talk about what they are found in. Okay. Well, the most, um, of course, again, controversial would be soybeans. And so especially fermented soy products. So these are things like tempeh, miso, soy sauce, natto, and there's a few more uh, that are fermented soybeans. And then also uh, whole grains. So things like oats, barley, wheat, wheat germ, rice bran, rice, alfalfa. And then there's seeds. Flax seeds and flaxseed oil have the highest. Sesame seeds, nuts, especially walnuts. Mm-hmm. Yay, because I yeah. love walnuts. Yeah, well, and you know, we've been putting walnuts in your oatmeal mm-hmm. when you have your the oatmeal that I make in the steel pressure cooker. Cut. Yes, the steel cut. I got to tell you, that is the best oatmeal I've ever had. If you have a pressure cooker, definitely take advantage of that uh, by, by making some steel cut oatmeal. It is the best. So steel cut is better than uh, rolled oats? Yes. It's yes, more it's porridge-like, right? It it's is. It's like a creamier kind just, of... Yeah. And I, something always... It always tastes better to me when you know it's good for you, too. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. like those packets, those can have a lot of sugar and a lot of things added to it. And this is mm-hmm. pretty much what I add to it, which can include walnuts and berries, many herbs as well. Legumes. So now we're, we're back to... Uh, uh, yeah, this is not all stuff I put on estrogens. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just kind of went back in that. Okay, uh, many herbs, legumes, dried beans, lentils, and and mung beans to mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. included there. Mm-hmm. Sweet potatoes, apples, carrots, pomegranates. We haven't had a pomegranate in a while. Mm-mm. Now this, I like this one: bourbon and beer. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess that's because they're made from um, grains. Yeah. Yeah, I was looking at this list, and that, of course, that popped out to me. Bourbon and beer, (laughs) but not wine. (laughs) I know, fennel and anise. All right. So, numerous research studies have been done that have shown that phytoestrogens, such as the ones found in all the things we talked about above, which is a lot, and I mean, you have a lot of choices. It's not like it's just like um, Brussels sprouts, and that's it. (laughs) <laughs> no, you'd be in trouble. Uh, but uh, so several studies have shown that phytoestrogens can reduce and sometimes significantly reduce the symptoms of menopause that so many women find uncomfortable to unbearable and uh, can also make people around them uncomfortable. <laughs> so things like hot flashes, uh, vaginal dryness, irritability, rage, depression. <laughs> um, yeah, because we never have any of those ever. 
<laughs> I tell you, it's going to be fun. I know. We're already starting to go through a little bit of this. Yeah. Both of oh, us. Oh, yeah, definitely. Both of us. And it's, yeah, it's a funky adventure, I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, all right. But uh, and another good thing about phytoestrogens is aside from helping with hot flash, I mean, with um, menopause, that it, they've also been shown to help to improve women's lipid profiles to help prevent strokes. Oh, that's good. Which is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one study of Japanese women, which I thought this is pretty cool. Um, so a study of Japanese women who just on a, on a regular basis, just as a part of their diets, consume relatively high amounts of fermented soy products. So whether it's tempeh or uh, miso or natto or things like that, uh, that's just their regular diet, right? That's what they eat. So r- this study reported that Japanese women have one eighth as many menopausal symptoms as American women. Hmm. One eighth. Wow. You know, can you imagine like cutting hot flashes down by an eighth? I I'm mean, two and eighth. I'm just thinking of irri- <laughs> irritability. That yeah, to me would be worth exactly. it right there, right? <laughs> exactly. All right, so some tips to help mitigate hot flashes. Okay. Go ahead. No, go ahead. All right. Uh, follow a low-fat vegetarian diet. Ta-da. Mm-hmm. Uh, do regular aerobic exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, and for some reason, this seems to help lessen the frequency and severity of hot flashes for some people. I'm not mm-hmm. sure why, but that was something that we found um, luckily, I'd love to exercise, and I am proud to report, side note, that I just signed up with a personal trainer again. I was just going to mention that if you didn't. <laughs> really, really feeling like I'm pointing my boat in the right direction now. So Good, good. Okay, to help prevent bone loss, which can lead to osteoporosis, that is a big concern for a lot of women. Mm-hmm. Watch out for these things that can cause your body to waste calcium. Okay. So animal protein, right? Right. So we, in our, did we do an episode specific to milk? Yes, we did. It was was dairy. It was dairy. So if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to that because we do talk about how for the longest time we have been told that milk, it does your body good. It does your bones good specifically. Not just told, we've been indoctrinated with (laughs) that stuff, you know? And in actuality, what they are finding now is it makes you waste calcium, that your bones actually lose calcium trying to combat the inflammation that's caused by the milk that you're drinking. So if you mm-hmm. haven't listened to that episode or just even just Google it and, and uh, look at some of the studies out there that actually show that dairy can be harmful to your, mm-hmm. to your bones specifically. Right. And, you know, it, it's not just dairy, too. Uh, what I was reading with this, as far as this concern is concerned, is it's all animal proteins, mm, that's uh, a whether good point. it's meat or dairy or uh, because... Protein, of course, is made up of amino acids. And when you consume these animal proteins, they make your blood slightly acidic. And so what happens is that your body says, oh, acid, we don't want that. We want it to be neutral. So it your body then leaches calcium from your bones, which, you know, your bones store calcium, leaches calcium from the bones in order to neutralize that blood so get it back to a neutral ph yeah and that's why it pulled it weakens your bones yeah that's a really good point uh, to make because i i guess i was bringing up milk specifically mm-hmm. because that's the one that 
that peop- that we've been, like you mm-hmm. said, beat over the head with that this is for your bones. So I can see somebody thinking, oh, I'm worried about my bones getting brittle when I'm mm-hmm. getting older. So start drinking more milk. Right. Well, you know, and it's really funny that you mentioned that because when I was doing the research for this, I came across an article that was talking about um, managing menopause, you know, um, symptoms of menopause with diet. And one of the very first tips it said was, you know, increase your calcium by drinking vitamin D milk. Uh, I was like, oh, okay, I'm not using that. <laughs> brought <laughs> not to using you, that. brought to you by the Dairy Association. Right. <laughs> Find another. <laughs> That's article. the other thing to be careful when you go out there because you know, as you guys know, we've done 152 episodes now. We do a lot of research, and you really need to be careful about anything that's out there about the source that is coming mm-hmm. from because they some of these are not as i was joking about saying brought to you by the american dairy association but you have to understand even some independent people can be uh influenced by yeah. some of these larger corporations or some larger corporations hire right yeah. they hire these folks so mm-hmm. always be really careful and thoughtful about where you i'm sure a lot of folks know that but some you know it, it never ceases to amaze me sometimes on facebook you see somebody repost something and mm-hmm. not thinking about where it came from yeah you know? it's like yeah. Ah, that's probably not true or that's probably really biased right all right so then there's sodium Right. So Mm -hmm. salt apparently increases calcium losses via the kidneys. Mm -hmm. So that's another thing. And that kind of makes me a little sad because I like salt. (laughs) Yeah, me too. (laughs) Um, And then another thing uh, that kind of goes along with that as far as calcium loss uh, via the kidneys is caffeine. Um, caffeine is sad. weak. I know <laughs> caffeine is a weak diuretic, and it doesn't matter how you get your, this caffeine, whether it's coffee, tea, soda, whatever. I mean, caffeine pills, you know, nodos, whatever they, you know, those awful things are. If that, I think that's caffeine, isn't it? Those pills, those wake up pills. Yeah, yeah, yeah a lot of caffeine. Don't take those. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, those energy things. Or yes, whatever, right? yes, yeah. Stay away from all that stuff. Um, you know, and I, so this does cause some calcium loss. I have to say, I, you know, I do enjoy my coffee. And so, I mean, but again, you know, you can do that, but you just need to make sure that you're compensating for it in other ways. So there are a lot of vegetables. Yeah. So there are a lot of vegetables and plant sources of calcium. And I believe we talked about that in that same episode about uh, dairy. Mm -hmm. So again, I'll link to that, but, but there are a lot of good ones. All right, next is tobacco. Yep. Sarah, Squidward, Rogers, Uh I'm talking to you. I'm outing you. (laughs) Tobacco. So long-term smokers have 10% weaker bones and a 40% higher risk of fracture. Even secondhand smoke in the house. And a lot of people, oh, uh, that to me is like even worse. I've lived with smokers before and it's Mm -hmm. awful. Everything smells like smoke. Yes, it is awful. And I mean, the sad thing is that you get used to it. And then like if you go out of the house and then you come back, you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. So, um, all right. And then the last one, I know you're going to make me say, so I'll say it. I'm going to glare at you. Yeah, she's glaring at me right now. She's pointing fingers and toes and everything (laughs) she can at me. Uh, Sedentary lifestyle. So bones that have nothing to do lose their strength. And low physical activity is a risk factor for bone fractures. I love you. And that's why I tell you. I know. (laughs) I know. So here's something really cool. I, oh, by the way, shout out to our Fitbit. 
yeah, challenge this is group. Getting fun. This, it is. Thank How you, many Kip. People, thanks, Kip. Kip, is, Kip yeah. is the one who started this. Kip McLean. He he started this whole thing and uh, by requesting uh, people and peas and carrots. Yeah, and we have Sarah. Sarah's in Sarah, Sarah Matheson. Matheson and uh, Daniel Freed. Um, who else? Who else? Uh, Diane um, Marion. Uh, yeah, Diane Marion. Oh, I think we had like eight people in there. Yeah. Something yeah, along those but, lines. Yeah. You guys made me move this week, so uh-huh. thank you so much. Actually, and today I'm taking off from everything <laughs> because I was really trying to catch up, and there was no way. I think I came in third or fourth or something. Well, I came in like second to last, but I tell you what, this puppy is making me move. <laughs> and it makes you when you're in a group like that, mm-hmm. you don't you want to yeah, see your face motivated. a little bit, yeah. right? You don't, yeah. you don't want to be last. That's for sure. Yeah. So where did you come out, by the way? Second to last. Okay. Making me say it again. You're not no, sorry, I didn't hear you. Uh-huh. Okay, the point is, is I was that second to last in case you weren't. Uh, <laughs> find something that motivates you. If you're not really one that likes to exercise, find something like this. This is so much fun. And if you're not part of our peas and carrots society, go out there and find that mm-hmm. thread and uh, join us. In, yeah, you in can our, actually search in the group. Yeah, it, and join it. us in our in our little contest here. A contest. A contest. Our contest yeah, so I mean, here. if you, and you, to Vicky's point, if you don't like to exercise, like I don't like to exercise, I hate it. Um, you can do things like um, dance cleaning, you know, where yeah. like you dance around the house when you clean or or run the dog around like I've been doing right. for the past three weeks because he's insane. And by the way, Fitbit uh, folks out there, I just discovered a new, I don't know if it's new, or my, I just discovered it's new to me on the, I have the Fitbit, Fitbit HR. The charge. The charge. And it has a tracking of every hour that you designate i have nine hours every day that every hour it tracks how many times per hour you got up and walked at least 250 steps and if you didn't it gives you if you did it gives you a little red dot to say yay kind of like yeah like a little check mark or Mm -hmm. something but if you don't it's just blank and what's really cool is i noticed this trend this week that every day just about at three o'clock mm-hmm. i did not have a dot meaning that was an hour i did not get up and move at least 250 steps during that hour and hmm. that made me start to think about that and think what am i doing at that time and i need to make a, a much better effort of getting up and doing that yeah you know i wish mine had my tracker had that feature the only two trackers that don't are the one and the zip and i have the one the trackers fitbit trackers fitbit trackers is. yes there might be other trackers out there yeah that have that. yeah i know the fitbit and i you know the reason i got the one is because it clips on my pocket and i hate wearing watch i hate wearing watches i, I hate it hate it hate it um as, plus with the band that they have it's plastic and it makes me sweat and it can make me break out and it's icky. So that's why I got the one. Let me and call you a wambulance. Oh, hush. <laughs> you hush. I'm going to rub my sweaty wrists all over you. Um, and, uh, but anyway, so the one doesn't have that feature, which I'm kind of bummed about. And um, so maybe they'll up- upgrade it or make another clip on one or something. 
All right. I think that does it for our main topic. Sweet. Hopefully we provided you with some things to think about as you are experiencing or about to experience menopause. I think some of these, even if you're not there yet, these are good things to think about because maybe it might help you at least minimize mm-hmm. some of the symptoms when you get to that point. So right. thank you again, Sarah, for that topic idea. Thanks, Goody. Okay, let's move into the recipe of the week. All right. So the reason I chose this recipe is because I wanted one that would kind of, you know, how I always try to fit one into what we're talking about. Well, um, this is a recipe for the best dang BBQ, as in barbecue, vegan baked beans. And I chose it because it's a good source of fiber. What are you smirking about? (laughs) I was just thinking, you didn't say it like a Texan one. Oh. You gotta say these are the best dang barbecue vegan baked beans. <laughs> I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> so I'm glad you just said it. Was that actually? These are the best. That sounded a little like Louisiana, didn't I? I, I don't didn't know. know. <laughs> that, sorry. <laughs> it sounded right. like you doing I'm a from bad Texas. accent. I, I, <laughs> I'm from Texas, so that was the worst Texas accent I've ever heard faked. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, the reason I chose these is because it's a good source of the fiber, the fiber and uh, the calcium that we need for the bones. Anyway, I don't know what that was. I don't know. That was better than mine, though. I will tell you that. (laughs) Mine, I don't even, I don't know. I don't know what that was. Yeah, well, this is a slow cooker (laughs) recipe, and it's, you know, it's a little labor intensive, but it looks like really good. And, and of course, there are tons of uh, baked bean recipes out there. So if you have one that you like better, you know, try your own. But um, the the beans are a good source of fiber and uh, phytoestrogens and yada, 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 make some baked beans. (laughs) All right, let's move into the quote of the week. Go for it. The quote this week is from Unknown. Unknown. And Unknown said, Amazing women don't have hot flashes. We have power surges. Power Rock on. Rockin'. Okay, so what's the question this week? Uh, aside from the fact that our Vicky and Larissa giant dorks? <laughs> the answer would be <laughs> yes. Yes. All right, so the question, if you're there, meaning the big M, do you have any tips for dealing with menopause? Mm, that's good. Yeah, that's simple, you know. But, I mean, hey, we can use all the tips we can get. Yeah. Especially if it keeps those around you alive and well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Emphasis on those around you. Not you, but everybody else. <laughs> all right. I think that does it for our episode this week. Moving on to 153. Until next time, peace out. Bye, y'all. Thanks for joining us today on Vegetarian Zen. We've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet. You can download it right now by visiting vegetarianzen.com. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind. 